Creativity Inc. by Ed Catmull. One sentence summary. Creativity Inc. is an instruction manual for instilling inspiration into employees, managers, and bosses by revealing the hidden forces that get in the way based on over 30 years of experience of the president of Pixar, Ed Catmull. My favorite quote from the author is, Failure isn't a necessary evil. In fact, it isn't evil at all. It is a necessary consequence of doing something new. Ed Catmull. How do you keep coming up with fun, creative, inspiring movies for children for 30 years? Have you thought about that? Every few years, Pixar comes up with a new groundbreaking movie that lights up our hearts and happiness centers in the brain. Remember Toy Story? That was 1995. A Bug's Life? 1998. Finding Nemo came out in 2003. Wally was 2008. And most recently, Inside Out in 2015. Most of the studio's feature films have become absolute smash hits. When it comes to answering how they do it, many point to Pixar's president of 30 years, Ed Catmull. In this 2014 book, which he wrote with the help of freelance writer Amy Wallace, he lays out Pixar's creative process with an all-access, behind-the-scenes tour of the company. Originally, he was hired as the head of the new graphics group, which was founded as part of Lucasfilm's computer division in 1979. Ed Catmull stayed on as president together with 40 employees when George Lucas decided to spin off the group as its own company in order to protect it from declining Star Wars revenues and keep it profitable until computers would have enough power to create fully animated films in 1986. The only outside investor and majority shareholder was Steve Jobs, who invested $10 million into the company, the investment that made him a billionaire. Now, without further ado, here are three lessons from Creativity Inc. 1. Having a good team is more important than having a good idea. 2. Never blame failures on single people. Always hold the entire team responsible. 3. Encourage employees to decorate their own workspaces. Creativity, here we come. Creativity Inc. Lesson 1. Great teams are more important than great ideas. This answers the question in the people versus idea weight, which one is more important to make something creative. One of the most popular and insightful quotes from the book is this one. If you give a good idea to a mediocre team, they will screw it up. If you give a mediocre idea to a brilliant team, they will either fix it or throw it away and come up with something better. It's one of those things that you'd never think of instinctively, but once you read it, you know it's true. As long as you manage to hire talented people who work together well and communicate freely, the ideas aren't as important. Imagine the character designers, storyboard writers or animators that were part of the Toy Story team had been mediocre at their job. We might never have seen a heartbroken Buzz Lightyear who finds out he's just a toy and not a real space ranger a dramatic rescue mission to save him from the gruel hands of Sid, or a beautifully animated potato head. Hire inspired people, then give them good ideas. Never try to do it the other way around. Creativity Inc. Lesson 2 Mistakes are always made by teams, never by individuals. Everyone is equally responsible. 
This answers the question. In a creative company, what if something goes wrong should you do and who should you give the responsibility for the mistake to? Instead of being surprised by failure when it happens, the people at Pixar acknowledge it up front. They greet it right at the door. By accepting that mistakes are just part of the deal, they can design their processes to be iterative, meaning they can weed out the mistakes they find with the next project and not repeat them again, and don't have to obsess over correcting them with the current project. In the same vein, at Pixar, mistakes are never made by individuals, only by teams. When failure happens, the entire team is responsible and no finger is pointed at anyone in particular. What this failure-sharing mentality leads to is that employees feel much safer in taking risks, because no one ever has to take 100% of the blame. It feels so much better to know that a major screw-up will be divided equally among five people than thinking you might be fired because of one stupid mistake. Another way Pixar does this is by giving people more time to explore and correct during the development stage of a film, where mistakes aren't as costly as an actual production. In Ed's words, It's not the manager's job to prevent risks. It's the manager's job to make it safe for others to take them. Failure sharing is exactly that. Only when everyone feels safe to take risks do you have an environment where everyone can have the courage to be creative. Creativity Inc. Lesson 3. Let everyone design their own workspace to keep boredom out of your building. This answers the question, how can you encourage individuals to stay creative at your company? While you should greet failure at the door, there is one thing you should definitely hand over before you enter your building, and that's boredom. Imagine working for a marketing agency, startup, or entertainment company where all success depends on creativity and then having to work in one of 137 identical, lame, cold, sterile cubicles. It just doesn't make sense. For example, the initial table at which meetings were held at Pixar was long, rectangular and had place cards at every seat. This super formal environment made people stiff the minute they sat down. So they replaced it with a square table, no place cards and voila, everyone felt a lot more comfortable voicing their ideas and concerns. Similarly, creativity is about embracing that people are different. That's how it happens in the first place. So. You should encourage your employees to show who they are by letting them design their own workspace. Imagine the tons of ideas and inspiration you will get just from walking by vastly different offices. Also, don't obsess over how people work. Let everyone work according to their own working style. Whether that's remote or in-house, in the morning or at night, more alone or more in teams. Focus on the results, not the design. One way Pixar does this is by giving people in the tools department two days a month to tinker with personal projects. Kind of like Google. Upside down, let's make better mistakes tomorrow sign, here I come. My personal takeaways from Creativity Inc. for 2017. Uh, First of all, the very last line, upside down, let's make better mistakes tomorrow sign, here I come. That was just me saying, uh, if I could design my office space at a company like Pixar, I would do that one. So Because that one is from Twitter, actually. So I think it was Biz Stone, I don't know, but one of the three founders of Twitter, Biz Stone, Evan Williams, uh, Jack Dorsey, had this in his office. And again, I think it was Biz Stone. Uh, it was a sign that said, let's make better mistakes tomorrow. And he hung it upside down in his office. 
just kind of funny because that's a mistake and yeah you get the joke um all right so obviously i don't have a company i don't work in a corporate environment so i can't say too much about that but what i can do is first of all break these lessons a bit down on an individual level and also share one to two extra ideas so first of all, I'm super impressed with Pixar and I was especially uh, impressed with their timeline when I came up with it, like Toy Story, A Bug's Life and so on. Because while they didn't have or they don't have a smash hit every year, they have one every couple years. And that's really impressive. Um, they also, I don't think they put out a movie even every year. I think they're more, they're more reserved in terms of uh, how many films they launch. But when they do launch a film, you can bet that it's you can almost count on it being a smash hit. Now, um, I think Steve Jobs said of Ed Catmull that he, like meeting him was one of the best things that ever happened in his life, like meeting really smart people and so on. But I think in that interview, he may have not said his name, but he was referring to him like Ed Catmull. He, he knew that guy was brilliant. He knew that guy was great at running the company. Um, I think in total, Steve Jobs invested 50 million into Pixar. So 10 million was the initial investment that bought him the company or the majority shares. Um, but he sunk another 40 million, I think, into it. And it took a while for it to take off. But when it did, again, when Pixar went public, that's the investment that made Steve Jobs a billionaire. So Steve Jobs was not a billionaire from Apple. It was from Pixar. Um, and Ed Catmull has shaped this company and that's really the result what you're seeing here and that's why all these creative cre like why this environment fosters creativity so much uh, so that's all to Ed Catmull's credit now um, the reason Pixar releases a movie only every few years is that as you say you saw in lesson two they're not as afraid to make mistakes but what they do is when they realize they made a mistake they will go back to point zero and start from scratch so they will scrap an entire movie or they will like a year into the movie if they realize a major plot twist or story element is not working or something like that they will cut that out and go back to the drawing board that's how committed they are to making something great um, so they're not afraid to spend a lot of time they're not afraid to start fresh even when they're already down the down down the road quite a bit um, and I think that's really impressive. That's a great attitude to carry. And if you were to carry this on an individual uh, level, you what you would do, it reminds me of Louis C.K. Louis C.K. is a stand-up comedian. He's really popular. He really popped a couple years ago uh, before he did stand-up comedy and he went from shithole to shithole doing live shows for 10 or 15 years. Classic Rex the Ridges story. And where's the difference? Where's the kicker? So the moment everything changed uh, is the moment when he realized that he was working on the same routine and trying to improve that for 10 or 15 years and it wasn't working. People did not like his jokes. So he said, "What? why am I doing that? So I might as well throw out everything and start fresh. And now he does that every year. So every year he has to come up with a whole new set of material and that forces him to do something new. And some years it's great, some years not so much. But um, that's what made him popular. And that's kind of the same approach Pixar takes, right? And you can do that with your work too. So if I have a blog post or it's really long, like 
instead of sometimes trying to fix it and cut sections here and there, I might throw it out and write another one. Um, or I would just put it out as it is, do the best I can, be like, okay, this was the best I could write at that point, and then try to rewrite the post or a better version of that post later down the road. The first lesson you can also apply to your personal life or to your company in general, I guess, if you have one or work at one or, uh, yeah, just on an individual level. Um, and the way you can do that is, so again, the first idea is great teams are more important than great ideas because ideas are really for shit. Everybody has ideas. Everybody has tons of them, especially people with a little bit of drive. And so... Derek Sivers has a very simple framework for that. He says the all the money is in the execution and the idea is just the multiplier. So a great idea, he ranks ideas and says they're worth somewhere between a dollar and like a hundred dollars or something like that. And then the execution is what really matters. And the execution is worth between, I don't know, a thousand and a million dollars, right? So if you multiply it and then he has a ranking from like mediocre idea to good idea or great idea uh, and to, from bad execution to mediocre execution to good execution, then a bad idea with good execution might still be worth $10,000. But uh, even an amazing idea with me shitty execution might be worth just 25 bucks, right? So, again, uh, on an individual level, if you think you have a great idea, it's probably not that great. And please just do it, right? Like, implement it and see if it's really actually any good. Because usually what we do is we come up with ideas, we think they're great, we hype them up in our heads, and then we don't want to implement them because we're afraid that they will actually suck, which in most cases they do. So once you get over that, you can just focus on the generation part of ideas and executing them and then seeing what happens. And lastly, the third one, of course, you can design your own workspace wherever you are and work to um, keep boredom at bay and yeah, just feel more creative. Like if you need that, if you're into that, uh, what I do, I do very few things. Uh, what I do is I usually have some kind of inspiring wallpaper on my desktop. Um, I try to make fun quotes and fun images. I ha have a lot of, uh, I have, I follow a couple quote accounts on Instagram to get some inspiration there. Um, but that's really it for me. That's really basic. But of course, like if you want to put something inspiring on your desk or on your wall, or I had all this stuff before, uh, now I don't need it so much, I find. But if you want to do that, that's really cool and that's perfectly fine. So I hope you enjoyed the summary and I will see you on the next hopefully equally creative one.